Thank you for listening to the Jacket Required Podcast. I am your host, Kimari Majet, and today we'll be talking with Jason Phillips, licensed therapist, social worker, and life coach. This is episode two, part one of our two-part series for Mental Health Awareness Month. Why mental health? Well, therapy has been a great part of my life. It's helped me professionally, and it's helped me personally. And I believe in our communities, it's a growing trend that I hope catches fire. It's extremely important to understand why you do what you do and unpack that. Dealing with past trauma or just day-to-day struggles, working with a therapist or life coach can really help you get to that next level. I truly hope you enjoy this conversation. I know I did. Let's jump right in. When it comes to coaching or therapy, I guess, uh, like what does that mean for men? What have you found in your work? Do you, you mainly deal with men? So mainly, um, no, I would say I'm about, really, I'm about 50-50. Okay. And not, probably even more like 60-40 women because most men, what happens when men do seek out coaching, they'll they'll come in for a couple of sessions, maybe a month or two, sometimes a little bit more, but they don't stay as as long to get all of what they can. They don't reach their fullest potential, in my opinion, as the women do. So when women come in, they may want to work on uh, communication, boundaries, their health, their their job performance, their relationship. And we can work from one and they're like, okay, I'm good here. And then we'll go to the next and then the next. Men are like, hey, I got this one issue. <laughs> and as soon as we solve that issue, they're like, gone. Uh, that's interesting. That So like, so they'll have a goal in mind and they'll get to that goal and be like, cool, I don't need you anymore. Yep, as opposed to thinking like, Maybe you want to reset the goal. Maybe yeah. you don't, or maybe there's another goal too after the first goal you reached, right? There's like, right, right, yeah, exactly. So that's interesting. I, I I wouldn't think that, especially like when it comes to a coach. I think a man. I would I would think, and this is me being naive, but um, I would assume that men like the women that you're describing would get to a point where they if they are seeking out a life coach that they would understand that this is continuous work. Um, now, I do have some, some people who are like, look, I'm, I'm rocking with you forever. Like it's, oh, we can meet, you know, weekly now, but it may be monthly. It may be bi-monthly, but just know I'm keeping you in my back pocket. But those, those people have a different mindset. Like these are like the high achievers, the, you know, well over six figure earners, they're trying to tighten up every little fine tune, every piece of their life. And they're like, look, even though I'm good, I still want to maintain this. So I think the mindset of those individuals is a lot different than people who say, yeah, I got this one problem. How long is it going to take? And I'm good. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the people that you're describing are people that naturally would understand that you are, um, for lack of a better term, a tool, right, that they can right. pull out, use when, you know, and also use is the lack of a better word, too, because that does have a negative connotation. But, but I mean, you, you do, you provide a service 
that can be used. Hey, I have this issue. I'm trying to break through. It's like, uh, I love the show Billions. Um, and the therapist on the show, that's who she is to these guys in this, uh, at this hedge fund. Like they come to her when they're like, I, you know, last, last year I crushed it, but this year I can't seem to get over this hump. And then she's breaks it down and they, you know, unpack it and then they get to where they go and they know that they can always come to her. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, I think that's great. And coaching. I mean, if you think about sports, right, that's what a coach does. He, he lets you play your game. Like the, you know, LeBron has a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when he's out there, he plays his game. He does what he needs to do, but every now and then he does need somebody to say, Hey, if you, you know, this guy's not his left side is weak. Like if you, you know, force him to move that way, there's an even better chance of us um, getting the win. So I love it. Yeah. I really, uh, I like the idea of coaching and, you know, there are therapists that do the same thing. This is not to say anything wrong, anything's wrong with therapists, but I just found that in my experience, I, I definitely needed more someone that's a coach. Um, so do you think that when it comes to the the high earners or the high achieving people that are uh, seeking you out, are they better with dealing with maybe past trauma? Um, do you think that there's something holding back the people that aren't seeking you for to get through um multiple issues or like the person that's just got one goal and he wants to get through it and then he stops is he does is there something deeper that he's he or she are they're not dealing with um that makes them not want to have to deal with um, whatever's next I, I wouldn't say so i would say most people you know the high the high achievers and the people who are just focused on that one solution they've all when i have the consultation and they say what they what they want to work on and what they want to address. I've not seen a trend where they tr- try to shy away from past trauma or they ignore past trauma. If that, does that answer your question? So I'm not seeing where they are only focused on the future and ignore everything that, that happened and got them where they are now. Okay, great. Now that, that answers it perfectly. So, okay, good. So that means that they're dealing with their past. They're dealing with their future too. It's, it's sort of, it's not, that's, there's no trend of them just not dealing with their past at all. No, no, not, not necessarily. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Uh, Actually, I think that they, they have insight and they want to make sure that they're not overlooking their past. And when they, when they figure out like, okay, I have worked through this or I don't need to continually focus on what happened to me, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, but I'm actually at a place where I can have healthier relationships and I don't need to just look at my past relationships so I don't repeat the same mistakes. I've actually resolved those issues. Got it. Great. Um, so staying on trauma, how, how would you think we could, you know, I think trauma is something that is very um, crippling at times. It can, it can force you to just not move forward simply because you and you're if you especially if you don't recognize that there is past trauma um you know i think that it can really hinder your growth so with that being said how do we effectively like tackle past trauma and without using it as an excuse or a crutch um you know i think sometimes you know you can say oh well especially like just 
for example, relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this repetitive thing. I'm, I'm repeating the same behavior because of my past. And I think that to me that when I hear that, I'm like, well, you're using it as an excuse rather than like getting through it. So how would, uh, as a coach, how do you think we could get to a point where we can like not use it as an excuse anymore? So I, I think that's a great question. I think when it comes to past trauma, the, the key thing is having oh, two things, awareness having awareness of what that trauma is was what happened to you what did you witness so you can't deny it anymore or you can't ignore it so once you have the awareness then the there's no more like the elephant in the room like we're actually talking about this and then taking accountability there may be some things that that you played a role into the trauma not not blaming yourself but just saying okay this is what happened to me this is what i need to work on but you can't, we're not using that as a, as a crutch. So for instance, in a relationship, let's just say you and your partner have a fight. You lash out and call your partner out of their name. And you could say, well, I witnessed my dad do this all the time. That's a part of my trauma. That's why I told you I'm working on this. So that, that person is trying to <clears throat> almost manipulate the situation and say look give me a pass because i've been through some things as opposed to saying well yes i i've witnessed some things i've seen some things but also this is something that i need to be able to work on as opposed to just solely blaming it on on what you've been through and i think when you do that it for the person who's being hurt or even for yourself all you're doing is is throwing blame as opposed to acknowledging look this is something that I have going on. This is something I need to work through. And how can I have effective tools to get through this? Because you can't keep saying I'm, I'm, I'm reacting this way because of how I was raised or because of what happened to me. It's just like with the, the legal system, right? We can say, well, you know, my, my father was a drug dealer, so that's why I sell drugs. That doesn't mean that you can't be locked up and charged just because your father did drugs or sold drugs. Wow. Yeah, that is a great example of using it as an excuse and not trying to to deal with it. You recognize that you're doing something wrong. If you recognize that you're doing something wrong, it may be difficult, but you should be accountable and and work on it and not blame what you saw or what you've been through and the dealing drugs, you know, or or doing anything illegal. Um, If you've seen it happen and you've seen the negative effects of it, I understand that that may be that may seem like the only choice, but at some point you you should get yourself to a point where you're like, you know, this is not the right path, and it may be harder, or and it may take me longer to get to where I'm trying to go, but you know, sometimes the long route isn't just out the way and cumbersome; it's scenic. Sometimes you're going to have to go through some things in order to get to like an endpoint that was waiting for you all along but all you had to do was make the decision right so making the right choice and people what i found is that when it comes to trauma people will, will respect you more if you actually acknowledge that you've been through something as opposed to denying it or or i guess using it as a, as an excuse so taking the ownership and saying hey this is something that i'm i'm working through 
This is something that I've been through as opposed to this is who I am and kind of like take it or leave it. Because now I feel like you you put the onus on somebody else to feel like are they going to deal with you or not as opposed to you actually dealing with said issues. Exactly. That's when that, that buzzword toxic starts coming into play, right? Yeah. <laughs> People in their toxicity. Um, so Jason Phillips, uh, who is Jason Phillips? If you can shortly explain it to us. And, and how did you get to this current professional space? Something that I think um, more men should get involved in, especially men of color, um, especially because we really need, we need more leaders. Um, and I think what you're doing is, is being a leader or a teacher uh, in, in a different way that is not so um, by the book or, or normal. Um, you're still, you're, you have the, the actual ability to, if people really do engage with you, I think change the course of their lives and that's what teachers and leaders do. Um, how did you get to this? How did you decide that you wanted to be a life coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great question. So, man, Jason Phillips, I'm still a laid back, you know, guy. I like to listen to my my 90s rap music, my R&B. I watch sports, spend time with my family. Um, I do love the work that I do as a coach and a therapist. I got to this point by, man, let me be honest. I've always loved personal development. So, like in, in high school, we had majors and um, or like yeah curriculums, and we didn't have psychology. I didn't even really know anything about social work to that degree, but uh, I so I, I went into business. So I, I was like, I was like, I do a business major, but I always liked psychology because I was always curious, like why do some people succeed and others fail? Why can some people lose weight and other people just can't lose weight? Why? Can some people make millions of dollars and then some people lose everything that they have and they seem like they continually will lose everything. And that, that why always just, you know, it, it, uh, it stuck in my head. I've had family members and friends, you know, growing up, a, a lot of us, you know, we saw a lot of things, you know, I'm from Detroit. A lot of us had single parent households. So like my father, he was in my life, but he wasn't in the, in the household. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I navigate these things and not use this as an excuse not to be great? So personal development, before I knew really about, about therapy, was always uh, a passion of mine. I'll fast forward. After I graduated from college, graduated from grad school, and then I knew I wanted to go into private practice, I took a... Um, I guess you would call it a master class now, but I, I took an independent study type course as soon as I graduated about private practice. And the lady talked about, you know, I'm a therapist, but I'm also a life coach. And she showed us the differences and what that looked like. So that really intrigued me. So over the course of my career, working in the therapy space, I, I absolutely love it. You know, I've had different trainings when it comes to trauma, when it comes to CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. But then I took one training on goal setting that I really love because it it broke down how do you and this is from a therapy space how do you make sure when your when your client comes in 
that you actually help them with their problem. Not just sit down and talk about what they're going through for 60 minutes or whatever, however time frame, but how do you actually help them? Because there's going to be times when somebody's sitting in your office and they are going to feel stuck. So we had to we had to practice. Go back to the goal. What is the goal? What is the objective? How do you help them reach that? How do you get feedback so that you know you're being the best therapist you can be? Now, all along, this is a, a, a I'm learning from some greats in the the therapy world about how to become a better therapist. But the the framework directly translated over to to coaching people too, because as you know, like you mentioned LeBron, LeBron may say, hey, my, my jumper sucks right now. How can I get a better jump shot? Do you make them practice layups? Do you make them shoot threes? Do you make them run down the court and pull up? There's got to be strategic ways that you get him to have a better jump shot. So when you translate that into what we do with our lives, you may say, hey, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. Well, one, what does that look like? Because what I think is a better husband may be different from what you think it is. And then how do we get there? Well, maybe I want to make more money. Well, does making more money make you a better husband? Ooh, maybe not. So what I'm saying is we have to get really, really clear on what the goal is and why are you going after it. Once you figure that out, then you can kind of have the objective steps in place. But when you're when you're going for something and you think that you're doing something towards your goal but it's not really towards your goal that's frustrating so i'll give a quick example and i'll wrap this uh, answer up when i was learning how to help people with their goals the teacher said hey i want you to pick something that you want and we'll go from there so i said well i want a six pack so she said well how are you going to get there i'll stop eating cookies well, it's, eating, it's not eating. <laughs> she's like, is not eating cookies going to help you get the six pack? She's like, what if you stop eating cookies and you still didn't have a six pack? You know, because think about it, Q. We always say, well, I'm going to cut carbs or I'm going to do this. But is that going to get you? Because sometimes you'll stop doing that. You may give up pizza or whatever it is, and you still don't get the actual result that you want. So now you've given up something. And you're thinking you're doing the right thing, but then you still don't get the result. And how frustrating is that? Yeah. Now, that's a light example. But when it comes to our real life, now that's a problem. Mm, exactly. Giving up something and not receiving what you thought you were, would get because you gave it up. Exactly. So navigating through that. This is bars, first of all, bro. Thank you for that. Um the question was yeah, how you welcome. got here and we got this amazing <laughs> overview of a space that I, I actually really love. Like, I wish all of this existed when I was in high school because yeah. and, and was was so openly and just readily available to me on the Internet. Right. Like it is now. Like you can just go on Instagram and and feel like, I mean, even, even if you're not paying for it. You know, there are there are outlets out here giving you um just hacks like life hacks mm -hmm. so that you can get through it all and and this has become more and more popular um and i i love it because you know it's helped me at times um and i like that we're being more open about it you know last year last two years really 
people probably have been in some of the worst mental areas of their life. Um, but I think a lot of people got through it um, with the help of these, this online um, community of just people trying to do better and coach you through, get, through being better. Um, whether you're watching videos on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, there's, there's so many ways to get the information that we need now that it's sort of daunting when you meet people that are not doing the work that they need to do um, to be better. Um, so, yeah. you know, what, what would you say is like the best part of us openly discussing mental health? I like it because it created a community for me, but you know, the fact that it's open for you as someone who works in this space, like what, what is that? What do you see happening in the next couple of years just in our communities? One thing that I see happening is that when people do actually seek out help, whether it's through therapy or a form of a coach, I think they're getting to what they want quicker. So <clears throat> people are actually coming into the office saying, look, I, I got this going on, as opposed to us having to build rapport. I mean, rapport is still being built, but now people are actually being open and honest and saying, hey, this happened to me. And, and I'm struggling with this. You know, I had a bad breakup. And since that breakup, I can't sleep anymore. Whereas before, people may come in reluctantly, knowing something's going on, but they'll take, it will take, you know, a couple of sessions for them to actually even admit, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, I, mm. I know I seem good. So I think that people are enjoying the process better because they're being more transparent because they hear people like me and you regular people just talk about stuff that you know we've been through or things that we, how we've helped other people so it's almost like when you go to the doctor and you may have something that you want to share but you like yeah take my temperature check my weight now you just saying look hey doc this is what i got going on can you help me or not yeah it's just getting to this we get into it faster because it's more it's more normalized now mm -hmm. it's it's hey yeah we have our our brain how have we been how have we been dismissing it for so long when it's been trying to tell us all along like i'm not good i'm not in good shape you work your body out you eat right you do all, you you have a facial routine but your mind mm -hmm. like you're, are you not working your mind out like i love it man this is uh amazing so like you said you're from detroit michigan and now you live in North Carolina, if I'm not wrong, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you've been enjoying it down there? Yeah, I, I enjoy the weather. That's the most part of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's part. Uh, it's a lot Your winters slower. are different now. <laughs> yeah, the, the winter is like a fall, kind of. I mean, the, the winter's not bad. So I, I love that aspect. Great. Um, so being in North Carolina now, now looking back, um, at yourself in Detroit as a young man, um, let's say maybe exiting high school, going into the college, uh, what, what would you tell that young person, you know, 18, 19 year old Jason, what would you say to him just about the future? And, and how would you, if you could coach him, like how would you guide him to get through what he's going, what you, he's inevitably going to go through some things? Um, what would you say to him? So I'll keep this one simple, but to the point, I would say, one, be different. Yeah. I would, I would just stress, be different, be different, be different, be different. 
because as you know like being different actually helps you be you and, and it gets you far in life because now you're not worried about what other people are doing you're just doing you so like i would tell my younger self to to be different own being different accept it and i think that would be just like bars right there because now if if i'm driving a car that you know it's not popular or i'm taking the class that's not popular i'm wearing clothes that that are off or i'm i'm doing things in general like maybe i started a podcast at 18 when this was not even heard of yeah but be be different that's what i would tell my 18 year old self the second I love thing it. i would i would tell myself is it's okay to fail mm. now being different is tough it comes with challenges and then when you don't succeed at every we're not going to succeed at every single thing but if we know that it's okay to fail when something that we do doesn't work out we'll give ourselves our own pat on the back and then we'll continue going back to being different so then the next time you probably won't fail or again if you do you'll try and try and try and at some point you're going to hit that that nice little stride of 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 peace and prosperity as my podcast talks about but just like where you feel good about yourself and you you're comfortable and you're you're just happy but you got to be different first exactly yeah being different is it's a blessing it's it's not um there's nothing negative about it like you said though it is difficult because different means not like everything else so Mm -hmm. everybody else is going one way and you're going another way it's gonna you're gonna have you're gonna be it might be the the road less traveled you're gonna have some bumps along that road because this hasn't been smooth or paved yet but but you can do that and, and it is possible. And I do believe that being different and not like the herd, you know, in the Bible, it talks about like Jesus left the 99 to go to that one that needed him the most. Um, it's extremely important because that one needs, right. Needed to get to where he was going. Cause he was again, paving the road for whatever, whoever was coming after him. Um, you mentioned your podcast, peace and prosperity, right? Yeah. Yep. Last episode, I listened to um, you were talking about getting out of your own way. This is something that I talk about all the time. Um, I have a younger sister who is also in the creative space. Um, she is an amazing writer, um, screenwriter, plays, comedian, all of that. But she, her and I talk about getting out of our own way all the time because especially being in someone that is trying to excel at something, but is hard on themselves. You can kind of not let yourself get to where you need to go because you're like, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not right. But you haven't put it out to, so it could be critiqued or yeah. um, shared or and, or even loved by anyone, right? We automatically go to, they're just going to say bad things about it, but, you know, maybe not. <laughs> um, so tell me about getting out of, getting out of your own way like you know i listen to the podcast i don't know if everybody else has but you guys should go to peace and prosperity um available on i think definitely apple i listen to it on spotify um but check it out um listen to this episode about getting out of your way but just give us a brief example of what you discussed uh, in that episode yeah so i wanted to one thank you for listening to it um i really appreciate the support bro seriously 
uh, I, I wanted to just talk about, be transparent about some things that have happened in my life, uh, personally, professionally, in the education space where I just, I did get in my own way. And even in business now, there are things that I've done or as we were talking about like the podcast space, man, people have been telling me to start a podcast since I was on um, Therapy for Black Girls podcast two years ago, about two years ago to the mm. day or something. And I was like, oh, man, I just can't do it. Like, I don't know where I'm going to find the time. And I don't I don't even like podcasts like that. And it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. So I was like, I finally said, you know what? Let me let me try it. Like, I, I'm at a place where I can do it. So I got out of my own way. But then I was going to originally release the podcast March 31st. But I was like, man, I, I don't like how it sounds. Like, I, I you know, it was like. I was trying to get the logistics down packed and then promotion. And then I said, you know what, dude, this is dropping May 5th. So I had to just get out of my own way and remind myself that nothing is going to be perfect, especially in the beginning. Like, I don't, I mean, there's handbooks, but like, it's, it's a podcast. Like, take, take the pressure out of it. Take the pressure out of it and just do it. So that was one way where I just had to get out of my own way and let it flow like have fun with it and i think in our in our you know how it is cute like we it it could be you could be get dressed for a party you could be planning a a trip for your wife but there may be some things that you want to do and because the perfectionist in you it's like oh wait this i gotta fine tune this and you miss out on opportunities so that's what i go over in in the podcast amazing yeah I, i agree i think trying to be a perfectionist can it just it's a roadblock and I don't know if anything is ever perfect you know I recently just had a daughter and I can tell you as much as I am grateful that she is here I love her so much I definitely in the beginning was like I don't know if I'm ready for a kid and that's an honest like feeling and I don't think we should run away from that and be like oh I'm I'm completely ready like all right sit with the fact that you don't think you're ready why don't you think you're ready well I don't know if I make enough money. I don't know if our house is big enough. I don't know if the school system is right in this area that we're currently living in, even though you have time to get to a place where she can be at a different school. You can live in a different home. You can make more money. Like right now, if it's happening, chances are it's happening at the right time. Exactly. And Q, man, I know you're an awesome father, man. Um, congrats to you and Keichi. Like, Thank you. I, and you know, um, I remember a friend of mine was like, yeah, man, when you had kids, like, daycare is like a thousand a month. So in my mind, I, I was like, shoot, I got to make, it's 12 months. I got to make 12 more thousand. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> I think that's like everybody's, that's everybody's um example. It's like, oh, when you have a kid, you know, you want to put them in daycare, it's a thousand dollars a month. So your head goes to like, like you said, I got to make $12,000 more just to put the yeah. kid in daycare. Fam, I don't know if it's like that everywhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, and you know what? And I went out and I did. I was like, let me go ahead. I, I increased my income. And then, but then there's other things, right? Like, then you got to figure out who's going to do that. And I'm like, look, at some point, it's just going to happen because we can put all these roadblocks into it and still not ever feel. I mean, think about your podcast. Like, we can say, oh, man, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, you know, have a studio. Like, just, just put it out. Just put it out. 
Exactly. It took me so long. I've been, I've wanted to do this for about two years now. And it took so long because I kept saying like, I don't know if the setting is right. I don't know if I have the right mic, the right, mm -hmm. the right uh, equipment. If I, like you said, right. Studio, is it going to be on camera? And that, then at some point, I think it was having Nori. It, I was like, yo, just do it. Like you have enough of what it need, of what needs to be done and it can grow. And as it grows, you grow and this is what it is. Exactly. Right? And people and people get to grow with you. Like I mean Yeah, you, exactly. You an amazing job, man. And we gotta take the pressure off ourselves. Mm, yeah, I love that. Give yourself some grace. Yeah, take the pressure off. Yep. Give yourself grace. Word. Um, all right, so Detroit, North Carolina, uh that's a when it comes to style when i think about personal style and i think about those two cities um they they have ahead, a very unique. <laughs> hey i'm just saying they have a unique sense of style where, where in north carolina are you exactly i'm not too far from raleigh okay all right so so it's the south <laughs> oh yeah it's the south <laughs> all right and then detroit in my opinion as people from chicago might think differently but i think detroit is like the epitome of midwest yeah yeah it is a midwest city and you see it because you see like speaking to people from detroit it's like you sound southern or you carry yourself like you're from like you're laid back like you're from california it's this this beautiful um merging of you know when we as black people did this whole you know moving from the cities that we were and possibly enslaved in or, or grew up in and then want to escape and do something better. And, you know, Detroit being Motor City, having at one point so many jobs and having a thriving black middle class, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get this 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 blend in this mix of, uh, of style. And uh, I got to know um, how how has the two affected your style? Do you think you dress more like you're from... <laughs> Detroit in North Carolina, or is it like you added some some Southern uh, gentleman stuff into your wardrobe? Man, I mean, I, I don't. And this is no disrespect to people who are from North Carolina, but I don't, <laughs> I don't see, I don't see style in North Carolina. Okay, that's fair. It's it's very it's very unique, and it's very different. It's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess, but it's just it's very different down here like i mean the style if it, it's like you could do whatever i feel like in detroit there was uh it, it was it was definitely more uh what's the word when you see a lot of things it, it was more trendy okay yeah definitely detroit, i mean it's a it's a major city so yeah detroit was trendy and I have not adopted anything from North Carolina, at least not purposely. <laughs> <laughs> not purposely. Yeah, not purposely. Uh, I like it. Bro. Oh man, I love Detroit. Um, you're a Pistons fan? I'm not a Pistons fan. I was a Pistons fan for the one year when they had Allen Iverson, and that was terrible. Okay. <laughs> you're a Lions fan then? I'm not a Lions. Oh, uh, you don't fan, rock with bro. you don't rock with none of your teams from the city. Yeah, <laughs> Listen. <laughs> hey man, it's hard. I get it. I'm a I, I'm a Knicks fan sometimes, and I'm a Giants fan sometimes, but we lose a lot. So yeah, you know how it is, man. I'm a I'm a Steelers fan. Okay, yeah, where my pops is too. Um, yeah, 
the Guts had a great uh great pickup in the draft this season. Yeah, yeah. I like I like I like so, uh Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Great coach. Great coach. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, sir. The okay. irony. The irony of great coach liking another great coach. Um so we could wrap this up, but I just wanted to obviously this is a question that I ask all of my guests. Um music is a big part of my life. Uh, has been you said you know you love 90s rap you love R&B um, if you had one song to get dressed to it could be old it could be new it could just be an instrumental um, what do you what would it be so I'm gonna be honest like that that one song changes like every month or two I have a different song that I'm getting dressed to so it's not okay I would say right so now, it's hard to just pick one <laughs> yeah but right so right now it's um the blueprint album uh jay-z probably the rulers back oh great song amazing song i'm a huge hope fan yeah so that's what i'm that's what i've been playing for the last couple months here so oh man i might have to i might have to throw that in a rotation i I never thought of leaving the house to that oh yeah yep yep. give you some energy (laughs) uh great well thank you so much for your time but i I definitely appreciate you. Um, you know, Katie and I love you, Carol. Um, please give our regards to her. Uh, hopefully, we can come see you guys soon, or you can definitely come up here. But um, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, man, this soon, is. Man. I'll be there. <laughs> I will. I, I love it, bro. Please, yeah. You know, you can. I hope you would know to hit us up, or at least hit me up. Maybe you oh, don't yeah, gotta hit Katie up because. Yeah. We, we'll leave her with the baby and you and I will go, you know, do our thing. <laughs> um, but definitely, man, uh, thank you so much. This is uh, the Jacket Required podcast, episode two with Jason Phillips, um, part one of our mental awareness series. Peace. All right, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man.